It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and this week I'm joined by Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Yannick Placiar and Anna Garza. This week, we have our usual announcement section with Austin. In Android Basics, we're going to talk about the Google Assistant, how you set it up to recognize your voice, and a myriad of other settings and features you might want to explore. We'll then move on to our In Focus section, which is the second part of Warren's demonstration of the Google TV. In the app of the week, Anna will show you A to Z notes. And finally, the My Android Journey section this week comes to us from Farhan Ahmed. Well, everyone, it's a milestone episode today, episode 20. Warren and Austin, you've been here from the start. How are you feeling this week? A beautiful milestone, Edward, and I I feel like breaking out a bottle, you know, something like that crazy. I don't drink, but I should have brought one just because, because this is a very important milestone. We are now episode 20, today on the 24th of April. I can't believe that we started this thing back on the 19th. When was it that that we got started? Um, 19th of December. 19th of December. And here we are, you know, four months later, and boy... Have we ballooned? It's just beautiful and most especially for me though, the fact that we have you guys. We have representation across the globe and finally got some female voices on here. We're doing good. Hey Anna, hi. <laughs> hi, hi. There you go. Uh, Austin, can you reflect about this a little bit, you know, what your feelings are now that we are on episode 20? I'm really feeling very happy and excited today and the party has officially started here and it's going to continue after the podcast. So we started in on 19th of December and I cannot believe really, I, I sometimes think back and I can't believe it has been 20 weeks that we are doing this and all thanks to our listeners and our team and our crew and it's very good to have our crew back for the milestone episode this week. Feeling great. Oh, of course, the only person we don't have here is uh, Miriam, and of course, yeah. it's the uh, holy month uh, in the Islamic world. So we don't want Miriam on here, you know, feeling kind of hungry and all of that. So uh, one of these days when um, Ramadan is over, then Miriam will be back. She should be we back for the twenty fifth episode. Excellent. Great. Yeah, that'll. Be hey, right. Yannick. How are you hey. feeling there, my man? Are you standing on the Eiffel Tower or some crazy stuff like that? Well, not exactly on top of the Eiffel Tower, although it could be a very nice spot to record the 20th episode. But, uh, well, uh, I'm not here for so long, so I don't know how it was at the beginning uh, in December. But to me, it's, it's like this podcast exists for ages now. So it's it's kind of it's it's a mainstream uh, uh, podcast, and that's 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 great. Uh, I'm I'm discussing with with people, uh, even in France here. We we have uh, English speaking people people that who are listening 
uh, to the podcast. And it seems, Austin, maybe you'll have some more uh, numbers on this, on this, but it seems that our new, new um, YouTube channel is uh, increasing a lot. So there are lots of listeners, lots of new listeners as well newcomers to the group so thanks to everyone who takes the time to listen to this who takes the time to 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 give us some some feedback some some uh, questions some everything it's really really appreciated and i'm i'm really thrilled to be here tonight Thank and it's you. great to have have you here as well and everyone else Shall we start then this week with the announcements? Austin, do you want to kick us off? So the announcement section is not much this week. Last week, if you have heard a podcast, but if you have heard a small YouTube segments, then this announcement section was not there that, that, that week. We appeared on RNIB Tech Talk and that show is out. So we'll be putting the link in the show notes. That was a fantastic interview. And we got a lot of listeners out of it and we discussed Android and maybe converted some of the Tech Talk team from iOS to Android. The next big announcement, and this calls for another party, is we have crossed 5,200 plays and we are in about 88 countries in the world. And our UK, France listeners are increasing. And I don't know where are the Indian listeners. I hope they come and listen. So the only support we require is we just want the listeners should share the show with your friends and other listeners just so that it helps the community at large. We The play numbers don't matter much, but I do check them so that I can come to know that the users like the content or if they want something. So I just check them, but we are not in any contest to get some large play numbers, but it's good to have them. That's it from the announcement section. Thanks, Austin. And I think, Warren, you wanted to talk a little bit, didn't you, about some of the new features in the latest developer preview of Android 12? Indeed. So Android 12, this was the last developer preview that we got last week, or this week, I should say, because it's still this week. Uh, was that maybe like three days ago? I don't remember now. But... It is the last developer preview, and next month is going to be open up for the public beta. So if you have a qualifying device, anything from the Pixel 3 up to Pixel 5, you could jump uh, jump in if you want to be part of the beta. Now, frankly, there's not much yet. There's so much that has changed but most of that change, though, is uh, visual in the sense that the design language or the design is totally different ever since uh, Lollipop because, um, you know, some of my sighted friends like to, you know, refer to it as being bouncy, you know, that bouncy baby. We have rounded, even my limited sight, I can see the difference. It's just uh, beautiful to behold. And um, so I think for us as blind people, blind users, there's not much in the way of whatever change that you and I may be wanting. However, 
because a lot of the things are yet to be unveiled and I'm sure probably some of those things are going to be coming through maybe like when the first uh, beta drops next month you know toward Google I.O. that we will see our most useful things to us but right now if there's anything that I think is useful to us as blind people would have to be for the fact that now, you know, when you go to the system settings and then you go to accounts, now the passwords have been moved into accounts section as well. So I think that's a very good thing because you don't have to go into other hunting and find where you could change those auto field or, you know, password management and things like that. It's now right there in the account section where it ought to have been all this while. So nice change there and absolutely a beautiful change until then we will keep an eye out on what's going to be coming and then i'm sure that next month when we have the beta out we'll have more features that could be of use to us and that's all that i have to say about the new uh, gp3 so warren is a trusted friend back is he resurrected our trusted friend and i'm thinking that when you're talking about our trusted friend i think you're probably talking about the two finger hold down uh austin uh, is that what you mean you know like when you say for instance if i reset the device and then i come onto the logon screen or the setup screen it used to be that one could either use the volume keys or one could put the two fingers down to enable accessibility is that what you mean yeah that was what i meant no, I didn't try it. I didn't reset my device. I think I'll do that next month when the beta opens and and then I'll I'll enroll say my Pixel 3 uh, in that and also my Pixel 4 and something like that and see if it changes and then do a factory reset and see if the trusted friend is back. But I'm I'm not sure. I think the trusted friend is gone with the wind. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Austin. So, yes, if you are a, a Pixel owner and have a Pixel 3 or above, do keep your eyes peeled for that uh, first exciting public beta of Android 12 and tell um, us non-Pixel owners all about it when you do. In Android Basics this week, we're going to talk about the Google Assistant. I suspect this doesn't need much introduction, but essentially the um, Google Assistant is the artificial intelligent assistant that lets you control your phone by your voice, whether that's seeking pieces of information, playing songs, opening apps, or generally manipulating your phone. Um, we're going to have a bit of an in-depth segment this week, and each of us will show you different things in terms of uh, setting it up, what it can do, and all the rest of it. A lot of people have been reporting problems recently that when they're trying to use Google Assistant with TalkBack, uh, TalkBack essentially talks over the top of Google Assistant and it either means that somehow the Google Assistant gets messed up or they can't hear the Google Assistant results over TalkBack. Anna, I think you have a little workaround for this, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm going to start by showing what the problem is and then I'll show us how to um, work around it. So I'm going to use the Google Assistant to send a text message to my friend, Becky. Send a message to Becky. Text Becky Degierg, mobile. Is that right? Yes. Okay, what's the message? Hi, Becky, period. How are you? So that's a message to Becky Degierg saying, hi, Becky, how are you? Ready to send it. Cancel. Cancel. No problem. 
Of course, since we're recording, this is working perfectly. Some people are um, describing a problem that they're having with TalkBack talking while the Google Assistant is trying to um, do its work. So if you say, hey, Google, send a text message to Becky, the assistant will respond with, you know, things like work or mobile, what do you want to say, things like that. And while it's doing that, TalkBack is chattering. Now, if that happens, what you want to do is set the media volume higher and talk back as low as you can so you can still hear talk back. The assistant uses the media volume, so you want that nice and loud. And if you keep talk back quiet, the assistant doesn't seem to hear it. So um, talk back isn't chattering, and if it is, it's not interfering with the assistant. So, again, if you're having that problem, just make sure your media volume is at about 50% or higher, and your talkback volume is about as low as you can hear it, maybe at uh, 25 or 20%. Thanks, Anna. That's a really good tip, and it's been causing a lot of problems for people on the mailing list. Now, I'm going to show you how you can get in to train the Google Assistant to recognize your voice. You're going to want to see this, you'll get more accurate results. And obviously it means that you're the one best able to talk to um, the Google Assistant. Now I've raised my talk back volume for the purposes of this demo. And one of the ways uh, to get in to change this setting might cause us a problem uh, not dissimilar to the one that Anna described. So. You can get to the Google Assistant settings essentially by invoking the Google Assistant. If I do that, though, the Google Assistant's listening, it will hear talk back because I've raised it to 65%, and it might randomly trigger some things. So if that happens, um, I think you should go into this way anyway because it's a bit quicker. But I'll tell you a second way to get to the voice match, uh, which is essentially the voice training settings, um, so that uh, I can show you it, but uh, uh, that won't have this problem. So th there are two ways to activate the Google Assistant. You can do it by voice, by saying um, OK or Hey, uh, followed by the word um, of the very famous uh, search engine. Or what I'm going to do for the purposes of this, I'm going to double tap and hold on my home button. And once I've done that, to bring up the assistant, I'm going to look for um, the Google Assistant menu, which will open the settings. I'll see how far TalkBack and Google Assistant's voice activation uh, let me get in doing that. So we're now in um, the Google Assistant settings. Uh, I'm going to um, just just navigate the screen in the normal way, and we'll find uh, uh, the the voice match uh, uh, facility. Voice match. This is where you want to go. Assistant settings. Navigate up. Button. More options. Button. Voice match. Edit. Teach your assistant to recognize your voice. This phone. Hey Google. Access your assistant anytime. But you say hey Google. Even if your screen is off or you're using your favorite apps. On. Switch for hey Google. Voice model. Retrain the assistant to recognize your voice. And that's where you would go to retrain the assistant to recognize your voice or indeed to train it um, if you haven't uh, got a Google account and it hasn't pulled down um, uh, the voice model from other devices. Um, a few tips here. 
Uh, do you use headphones for this? Um, you could you could have talkback on a low a low um, setting, uh, but when training the voice model, I think it's better if you connect a headset. Uh, it will walk you through various steps to retrain your voice. You'll have to say hey and okay several times. Uh, it might ask you also to say some other things, but but that is where you would go um, to retrain uh, or to train indeed uh, the voice model. I mentioned headsets. Yannick, you um, have a few tips for us, don't you, when using Google Assistant with a headset? Yeah, so uh, especially from, for people who were using before an iPhone, for example, with Siri and with uh, like uh, the AirPods, which allowed uh, them to bring the assistants uh, automatically uh, and having the assistant reading messages, I have a good news for you guys. Uh, you can do that on Android as well. Although it's not quite automatic. So if a message is received or is a if a notification is received, the assistant won't read it automatically, but you can trigger it to read those messages and notifications. And you can also reply to those messages if you want to. To do that, there are two ways. The first is uh, the, the, I would say the common way would be to uh, just trigger your assistant, the preferred way you want to do. So either using the magic word or uh, long pressing your home button or long pressing uh, your power button on, on some devices. And when you are in the assistant, you can, you can say, read my messages or read my notifications. But there is another, another way you can, if you have easier a Bluetooth headset or a wired headset connected, you can trigger the action button, which is on most headsets, the play, pause button. And you can long press this button for um, a few seconds. You'll hear first a beep, uh, uh, the, the assistant beep saying he, he can listen to you. So that's another way you can trigger the assistant. But if you continue long pressing this button, you'll hear another beep, which is a little different, it's, which sounds a little different. And then when you uh, release the button, the assistant will automatically speak the latest notifications and latest messages. And when the message arrives, uh, it's, it's spoken. And when it's spoken, you can long press the action button again to directly reply to the sys message. Excellent. Thanks, Yannick. Some really useful um, uh, features there if you are using a headset uh, to control the Google Assistant in slightly different ways. Uh, Warren, do you want to go next? I know that you have all sorts of fancy ways to invoke the assistant on pixels, don't you? And I think you were going to talk to us about adjusting the sensitivity as well if you have different uh, Google Assistant enabled devices in your house so you can kind of help prioritize which one's going to trigger. That is true. And it's nice that Yannick actually brought this out because, you know, some people would like to be able to use their assistant to read their messages and things like that. Now, if you are trying it and it's not working for you, then it's important that you go into the settings and enable those things because sometimes by default, they are not enabled. And so I'm going to bring up my phone. 
I'm using the uh, Acapella TTS today. I'm going to bring up that magic thing. I'm not going to use the word. I have Pixel 4, so I'm just simply going to squeeze that baby, right? Squeeze them sides, and it's going to just launch that wonderful Sweet. thing. Okay, so here, when you launch the Assistant, there's a little black bar, like a black screen. And for those of us who are blind, that area would tell you, tap here to dismiss Assistant. Google Assistant in weather. Google tap to dismiss Assistant. So it's near toward the top, just below the uh, uh, Assistant menu, which is on the top right there, near the top right. Tap to dismiss Assistant. And so Google Assistant menu. Assistant settings. So when you open the Assistant settings. settings, you can actually search for the things you want. For instance. Service. But Checking I want to new. quickly show you all the stuff that we have in the assistant. We're not going to be talking about those, but you can go into these at your own time and reconfigure these things as you want. More data in the assistant button. So we got popular settings, voice match, teacher assist, languages for speaking to your personalization, routines, multiple actions with one command. The routines, reminders, create or manage reminders. Music services used to play music. So things like your Spotify, Google Music, or I mean YouTube Music, Deezer, and all of those. Help improve assistant. Say audio so speech technologies can learn over time. You, your information and personal preferences. You can go in here and change all your info, nicknames, and things like that. Devices, devices that are linked to your assistant. This is the one that I'm going to be talking about, most especially if you have several uh, home speakers or assistant-powered devices in your home and you want to adjust those sensitivities so the one in the living room or whatever is not responding when you're trying to use the one in your hand. So here's where you go to do that. We'll come back to that. All settings. Heading. Hey Google. Sensitivity. Adjust the assistant's responsiveness. And... That's where you can adjust that as well. You go in here, you'll find that also. So you could find it either in the devices or here, or you can go in and, and change that as well. Accounts. Access to other accounts. Your accounts. Assignable reminders. Choose who can send you reminders. So in actuality, you could actually have someone send you reminders. You have your wife or you have your brother or whatever and they know you to be someone who forgets about things, they could actually create reminders on their phone and it will be sent to you. Assistant voice, how your assistant will sound. And I think this is where Anna's going to demo for us, you know, how the assistant voice will sound. So you choose the voice that you want, whether you want that royal, you know, a voice from England or someplace like that, you know? Basic info, nickname, birthday and phone number. There. Calendar, default calendars. You could choose calendar, which calendar to use. Continued conversation for asking follow-up questions. Now, continued conversation has to do with that fact that when I say, hey, you know, what's the weather in India or Mumbai? And then I, I could, you know, without having to say the magic word again, I'll say, how about tomorrow? How is it going to be there tomorrow? And things like that. So that is called a continued conversation. You, you can go in here to enable that. Explore, find, or manage other services. Face match. Teach your assistant to recognize your face. Recognizes your face when you show up, and it just uh, opens up and do whatever you want it to do. Family bell. 
customize a schedule to announce on home devices. You have kids at home, you want to set those bells, most especially if they're doing hybrid schooling. Uh, this is a time, break time here. It's time to get back to school, things like that. Finances, stocks, brokerages, and account balances. Let's keep going. Food preferences for recipe and restaurant recommendations. And you can go in here and choose what kind of foods you like so that if you're going to a particular restaurant, it will let you know if they have the kind of foods that you're looking for or not. So a very important part there if you're into foods uh, like me, I like to eat food. General, manage general settings for your assistant. Okay, we're going to look at this. Help improve assistant. Say audio so speech technologies can look. Home control, manage the devices in your home. There we go. Languages for speaking to your assistant. And Austin is going to be talking about this, you know, languages, because if you speak multiple languages or if you want to change the assistant to use your own language, you should go in here and change that. Music, services used to play music. Music. News, preferred sources and News format. sources. Notes and lists, services notes to and sync notes and lists. Notifications, email, phone, and other device notifications. Payments, payment methods, and purchase approvals. And payments and approvals. Personalization, how assistant uses your data to reply and provide suggestions. And this is the one that Yannick was talking about, and I want to show assistant you that. Settings. Because when you go in here. Personal results. Set whether you want your assistant to help you with your personal info. Use assistant to send messages and access your email, calendar, contacts, and more. All right. Switch on for personal results. Lock screen personal results. So you need to turn that on. Use voice match to send messages and access your email, calendar, contacts, and more when your phone is locked. Learn more. So if you want to be able to say that magic word even when your screen is off, then you have to turn it on. Switch on for lock screen personal results. All right. Personal suggestions on lock screen before you ask. See helpful info and suggested actions for things like your calendar, reminders, flights, and more on your lock screen. Be switch on for personal suggestions on go. headphones. Here are personal results on your headphones when your phone is locked. You have to turn it on. Switch on for on headphones. At a glance. All right. See personalized suggestions and actions based on Google Assistant's understanding of what you need at the current moment. Learn more. Other devices. Other devices. Office Wi-Fi. So on your other devices, what that means is that if you want to be able to ask it to either make some calls on your other devices or be able to say, hey, read something uh, on my other home devices, you have to switch these things on so that you'll have that same experience that you have on your phone if you want that. So dining room display on. And you can turn them off if you don't Master want. Master bedroom Wi-Fi on. If you don't want to use those. So I'm going to go back here. And Assistant settings, podcasts, services used to play podcasts. And here you can go in and choose which um, uh, podcast client should be playing for you when you ask it to play a particular podcast. Most especially, you want to make sure you're listening to the Blind Android Users podcast and make sure you either go in here and set Google Podcast as your default or Spotify or whatever you want to use for your podcast. Purchases, your transactions, Purchases. including deliveries. Radio, services used to play radio. Reminders, create or manage reminders. Okay. Reservations, for flights, hotels, and events. Routines, multiple actions with one command. Shopping list, manage your Google shopping list. Snapshot, add and remove content you want to see in snapshot. Transportation, transport modes. Videos and photos, services. 
Voice and video calls, services and voice match. Teach your assistant to your people, family and other important contacts. Your places, home, work and other important addresses. View less settings button. You could view less settings. Terms of service. And that that would be it. So I'm going to go back to adjusting transportation that uh, sensitivity devices devices that are linked to your assistant. There you go. So I could go into that devices or I could go to the magic word adjustment. Hey Google sensitivity. Choose the device you want to be more or less responsive to Hey Google audit list. So you want to choose a device you want to adjust its sensitivity. Dining room display. Dining room minus one sensitive in list. So since I'm sitting here in the office, I'm going to adjust the one here in the office. Master bedroom Wi-Fi, office Wi-Fi, office, minus one, sensitive. I tap Assistant here. settings, navigate up, button, audit list. And here we have a slider that you can change. Uh, so it has three different sensitivities, less sensitive, more sensitive, or default. Um, office Wi-Fi, office, minus one. Minus one. Sensitive. Slider, 25%. 25%. So if I decrease it to like zero. Slider, 0%. Sensitive. Minus two. So it's now minus two. Now if I go back to the slider. Slider, 0%. And let's go to 50. What? Slider, 25%. I hit the up volume to saved. increase. The, Give uh, it a try and adjust again if needed. Slider, 50%. Okay, so... Slider, 75%. And... Your device's sensitivity may change over time as Google makes updates to improve quality. Sensitivity applies to anyone using this device. Okay. Def slider, 75% sensitive. Plus one. So that's at plus one. If I put it at a hundred, that's going to be at plus two. It's going to be extra sensitive. So um, in this case, I'm going to put it down applies to anyone. at zero percent. Slider, 75%. I'm going to go Slider, down to 50%. zero. Sensitivity saved. Give it a try and adjust again if needed. Slider, 25%. Zero. Slider, zero percent. So I have adjusted the office Wi-Fi, the assistant here. So I have adjusted it and put it at 0%. So it's not going to be responding when I'm asking something using the phone that I'm holding in my hand. And that's how you go about setting the sensitivity on your device. And that will be it for setting up the sensitivity. Thanks, Warren. Um, we talked about voices uh, just then. Anna, do you want to show us how you go about changing the voice that the assistant uses? Before I start, this is the voice of my Google Assistant. What's the weather? Right now in Fresno, it's 70 degrees and cloudy. Today, it'll be partly cloudy with a forecasted high of 75 and a low of 52. And tomorrow, there'll be showers. Excellent. Now to change the voice of your Google Assistant, start by going into the settings. There are lots of ways to do that, as you've noticed from today's podcast. But the method I'm going to demonstrate for you is by going into the discovery feed. Go to the home screen. Device unlocked. Pixel launcher. Messages. 
Swipe right with two fingers from the home screen. Discover. Now locate and tap the icon that tells you what account you're signed into. It's in the top right corner of the screen. Signed in as Ana Garza. Open account menu. Google. Expand account menu out of list. Next, from the list of options, tap settings. Search history. Recent. Reminders. Settings. Settings. And on the next screen, tap Google Assistant. General. Notifications. Interests. Google Assistant. Assistant settings. The Assistant settings screen has a long list of options. You can use two fingers to scroll up or talk back navigation settings to jump to the All Settings heading. The option you're trying to locate is Assistant Voice. When you find it, tap it. All Settings, Heading, Pay Google Sensitivity, Adjust the Assistant's Responsiveness, Accounts, Access to Other Accounts, Assignable Reminders, Choose Who Can Send New Reminders, Assistant Voice, How Your Assistant Will Sound, Assistant Settings, Navigate Up, Button. The voices for the Google Assistant have color names. For example, the default voice you heard earlier is called Red. Locate this button on the screen. You can start at the top edge of your phone, then explore down about a third of the way. Assistant voice and speech output. Heading. Choose the voice your assistant will use to respond to you. Red. Red. Button. Enlist. Now in the area that says red, between the heading that tells you to choose your voice and the actual red button, Place two of your fingers and swipe right. Make them short little swipes. Each time you swipe, you'll hear a different voice. Hey, Issa Ray here. I lent my voice to your Google Assistant so you can hear me do things like answer your questions, brief you on the weather, and tell jokes while the regular assistant voice does the rest. Let's do this thing. Now, Issa Ray is a cameo voice, so she only does certain things. Let's keep swiping. Disarray button and list. It's a good idea to touch the voice name or the voice button before swiping again. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Let's swipe again. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Orange, orange, out of list. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. I'm touching the button, moving my fingers up a little, and then swiping right or left. Amber, but Amber, out of list. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Green, button, and list. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Cyan, out of list. 
Here are the voices you can find for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. I'm going to keep this voice for now. So all I need to do is use the back button or gesture or the home button or gesture to return to what I was doing. Pixel launcher. Messages. Now I'm going to ask for the weather again. What's the weather? Right now in Fresno, it's 70 degrees and cloudy. Today, it'll be partly cloudy with a forecasted high of 75 and a low of 52. And tomorrow, there'll be showers. There you go. Thank you. And finally, on the assistant, Austin, I know we've got people from 88 countries, was it, you said in the announcement section? How do you go about yeah, changing the Google Assistant language? So to change the assistant language, you can click on voice search, you can long press the home button or say the magic word, but I don't want listeners' assistants waking up, so I'm not going to use it. Let's see the voice search works. Open assistant settings. Opening assistant. So once you click on the voice search, then the assistant opens and then you can tell it to open the settings again. Popular settings, heading, voice match, teach your languages for speaking to your assistant. So next to voice match, there is the speak. There's a language to speak to your assistant. Assistant settings, navigate up button, media output. Add a language in list. You can add a language. English India. Currently mine is set to English India. Add a language. So you click on add a language to add languages. Languages. You can add Check. multiple Done. languages. Dance Denmark. Deutsch Belgian. Deutsch Deutschland. Deutsch Schweiz. Deutsch Österreich. Espanol Argentina. Espanol Chile. Espanol Colombia. Espanol España. Espanol Estados Unidos. Espanol Mexico. Espanol Peru. France Belgique. France Canada. France France. France Suisse. Indonesia, Indonesia, Italiano, Italian, Italiano, Sweet, Netherlands, Belgium, Netherlands, Netherlands, North Bakhmol, Polsky, Pols, Portuguese, Brazil, Portuguese, Portugal, Svenska, Svarat, Tiang, Vietnam, Turkey, Turkey, Ruski, Chirat. And some languages it won't speak because the assist the uh, TTS does not have support for the language. So there is a three. Hindi Barata. Hindi Barata. Hindi Bharata actually it's Hindi India. Hindi. Oh Bharat. Hi. Zhang Wien Taiwan. Zhang Wien GNT. Zhang Wien Shang Gang. Reben you Reben. Hang you Geo Day Hanming. Cancel button out of list. So these are all the list of languages that it supports. To add the language, you just click on the language that you want, and it will download a little some data for that language so that it recognizes the commands, the magic words and whatever you say to the assistant. So that is it from my side. Great. Thanks, Austin. And I hope that's given you a little flavor of how you can customize the Google Assistant and set it up working just the way you want it. You may, as you uh, discover your menus in your in your own assistant, and especially for non English native people, you may see that you you can't have all of the features, and that's absolutely normal because the Google Assistant has some features, lots of features, as we saw with Warren, but they are not all deployed to every part of the world. So maybe 
you may have less voices. For example, in France, in, in, uh, for, in, for French people, we may have like, uh, I think it's two, two or three voices for the assistant. And, and it seems that for English people, there are more voices available. So keep in mind that in your country, uh, depending on where you live or what language you are speaking, the features may vary from uh, from one location to another. You know what Yannick is saying is true because some of these features usually get rolled out in the U.S. first and then um, in some cases they don't even go to the U.K. till maybe like a year later or thereabouts. So uh, definitely some of these things you may not find in your uh, phone and if that's the case just keep in mind that some of these things are not available in every region of the world also Warren it's a, your assistant sometimes it does not talk and there is a lot of questions on the mailing list that my assistant is not talking can you give some tips on how to solve that so here's what's going on and I, I'm observing that on my phone as well and it's it's from Google. So here's what's going on. Google pushes out these updates to the assistant. And sometimes it either breaks something or it messes up something. So things don't work as, as they ought to. And I can tell you that, you know, I've been having that on and off thing with my Pixel 4 starting with last summer when it started showing its ugly head and it would not, it will say, cannot reach Google at the moment, no matter what I do. And actually, so it was quite a very frustrating experience. And then it worked again. And now, for some reason, if I have my screen on and I invoke the assistant, it's not going to, and I ask for weather, it's not going to talk to me. It's not, it'll show it on the screen, but it's not going to verbalize it. But if I don't have it uh, turned on, if I have the screen off and I say the magic word, then it would say, it will give me that response verbally. So it's just one of those things that's happening now on, in the same breath. My phone that has like the Android 12 preview, however, that doesn't uh, work like that there. You know, everything works just perfectly, whether I have the screen on or I have the screen off. And also I don't hear the beep when I do that on my Android 12 uh, preview device. So for instance, if I say, hey, Google, What's the weather in Mumbai, India? Currently in Mumbai, India, it's 84 degrees with haze. Tonight, the forecast is around 83 and partly cloudy. Due to the current humidity, it feels like it's 95. So you see, that is because I had my Scanning. screen turned Scanning. off. Scanning now, if I, I have my screen Device on and I'm going to invoke it, weather in Mumbai, India. You see, it doesn't give me that. However, it's displaying it on the screen. If I put my finger down. Currently, 84 degrees Fahrenheit, haze, high, 90 degrees low, 81 degrees, precip, 0%, Saturday middle got Mumbai, enlist. So basically, that's my screen reader reading that. But you could you could see that the difference here is that with the screen off, it works. And we, but if I screen have the off. screen on and try to invoke it, I'm not going to get diddly squat. No verbalization going on, and I'll have to read it using my screen reader. Now, in the same breath, however, if I have a headset on, 
then it's perfect whether I have the screen off or the screen on. And it's one of those things. So if you come across such instances, then make sure, try different ways to see if that solves the problem. I almost wonder if that's a feature, not a bug. And it could be as prosaic as if they think the screen's unlocked and there's no headset and the sighted person's paying attention and can see the screen. Yeah, well, it's, it's a bug because it's not like that all across the other devices. I could do my Pixel oh, 2 okay. or Pixel 3a or and Pixel 3 or, you know, Pixel 4a, and it was just perfect. So there's something works, uh, wrong yeah. going on here, yeah. With that device. Oh, well, that's, that's reassuring, at least. Yeah. But it is, it is a bug. But it, like it I is. said, it keeps coming back and on. You know, some days it will it'll come back on and works just fine. So it's just, if you have one, one of your devices doing that, then uh, try different methods and see which one works for you. Great. Thanks, Warren. So that concludes our section on the Google Assistant. Next, we have our In Focus section, and it's part two of Warren's demonstration of the Google TV. This is part two of our Google TV setup, and in this part, we'll be talking about resetting the device back to factory defaults. We will be removing my account and resetting it back to factory defaults. So in other words, if you are going to be selling your device or giving it away to someone, I will show you how to remove your account and reset the device back to factory settings. I am now on the home screen and I'm going to up arrow and right arrow to where we talked about the profile settings. And from there, go into the system settings and remove my account and reset the device. So we are on the home screen. I'm going to hit the up arrow. For you, out of list feature. I'm going to go right. I select to activate. I'm going to go right till I find that part that says profile settings. Movies, shows, apps, library, profile settings currently Hit logged select. in foreign car. Dashboard. Now we're going to go down to find where it says settings. Warren, row one in grip. Settings, row two, column Hit one. Hit select. Settings. We are now in the system settings, and I'm going to go down to where it says accounts and sign in. Network and internet, the accounts and sign in, 5 of 11. Hit select. Press select to activate. We are now in accounts and settings. Let's take a quick look at what we have in here. Warren Carr, warcare at gmail.com. Other accounts, heading 3 of Add another account, 404. Four. You could add another Press account, but what we're doing here is removing my account so we could reset this device back to factory defaults. And what we want to do here is up arrow to where it says my account name and click select on it. Other accounts, Warren Carr, warcare at gmail.com. Hit select. Upon hitting select, these are the things that we find. Settings lock, off, switch, one of eight, in... Your services, manage your services, two of eight. Content preferences, three of eight. Autoplay trailers, on, switch, four of eight. Payment and purchases, five of eight. Google Assistant, six of eight. Apps only mode, off, switch, seven of eight. Remove, eight of eight. And we have the remove. This is what we want. So I'm going to hit the select button on remove. Account removal. So we're on the page that says account removal. I'm going to go down arrow. Sign in with another account in list. Remove account and reset device. 
Remove account and reset battery. device. That's what I want. I hit the select button. Settings. I'm going to go down. Cancel one of two, enlist two items. Factory reset two of two. Now Press we hit to activate. factory reset. Cancel one of two, enlist two items. Hitting Press select to activate. factory reset, we're showing another cancel because just in case we decide to change our mind, we can still go back and opt out of resetting the device. Go down. Erase everything, two of two. Press select to activate. We are on erase everything and I'm going to hit the select button here. And we started hearing TalkBack talking, but of course it got cut off. That means it's restarting. And that would be how you reset that Chromecast or Google TV. I'm certainly tempted to get one of those devices. They sound they sound really good. Uh, I've been very You should impressed. get one, Ed. It's, yeah. uh, it's a nice, I mean, it's El Cheapo, you know, so uh, grab one just for giggles. Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, anyone else tempted? Yeah, I am tempted, although I have an Android TV, but I could get a Chromecast. Yeah, yeah, I had one a few years ago, but uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any TV anymore. So uh, so my Google TV is used, really useless now. But uh, <laughs> the, thing, the funny thing is that in, in France, it's not, it's not exactly like it is in other countries. Uh, and... Uh, as now, uh, internet provider provides um, what they call boxes or internet uh, boxes, which embed uh, Android TV in, inside. So it's it's not really a, um, a Google TV, but it's kind of very similar. And the experience was very nice. Also, the Android version used on the on this device was very old. It was like Android six or something. So very very old, but but still, it's it's really promising, and uh, I w I'm kind of tempted to to have to buy a new a new one someday. And if you're going to get one, Yannick, definitely um, maybe you could try that um, the Chromecast 2020, you know, aka Google TV, because you have both functionalities in there, and you could. Uh, add all kinds of uh, services to it. Just, it's just like a regular TV when I compare it to my Sony Android-powered TV or my uh, Hisense Android-powered TV. It's the same thing, same layout and everything else. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, to uh, trying this. Thanks, I'm definitely going to try it too. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all persuaded. Um, every, everyone's, everyone's persuaded to have a little look at that. Now we have our app of the week, and it's a demonstration from Anna of A to Z Notes. A to Z Notes is a file card app that helps you quickly organize and retrieve small pieces of information. For example, if you have a business, you can use A to Z Notes to jot down specifics about your clients, maybe their preferences or rates, or about your inventory, what sells, and when. At home, you can use A to Z notes to write down recipes or to write down information associated with your hobbies. If you're a knitter, you can write down knitting stitches. If you're a gardener, you can write down information about when and how to fertilize plants. 
I use A to Z notes at work. I'm an interpreter and translator. I'm always researching words and phrases that I hear at work or that I think I'm likely to hear at work. I write down the terms and their translations in A to Z notes using the app to compile my own personal glossary. When you open A to Z notes, A to Z notes, home screen two of two, A to Z notes, navigate up button. You get to a basic screen. Navigate up is in the top left corner and search and more options are in the top right corner. Navigate up button. A to Z notes, search button, more options button. Right below that is an ad. It's a narrow band that goes across the top of the screen. This ad is at the top of every screen, but it doesn't get in the way. Below the ad is the alphabet. It's laid out as a grid. Capital A, notes, three, row one, column one, in grid, eight rows, three columns. Capital B, notes, four, column two. Capital C, notes, Two, column three. A, B, C are on the top row. Capital D, notes, five, row two, column one. Capital E, notes, one, column two. Capital F, notes, five, column three. On the second row, and so on until you get to Y and Z at the bottom. Capital Y, row nine, column one. Capital Z, column two, C. As I'm moving my finger over this grid, you'll notice numbers. That's the number of notes associated with each letter of the alphabet. Now at the very bottom of the screen, we have two more buttons. Show all button out of grid. Show all in the bottom left corner. Add note button and add note in the bottom right corner. To add an entry or note, tap the add note button. Edit note, navigate up button. The new entry screen has the advertising across the top. Then going down are two edit boxes. The top one is the title, the bottom one is the note body. In the bottom left corner, we have cancel, and in the bottom right corner, we have save. All right, in the title edit box, you're going to write the name of your client, the product, the recipe, etc. I'm going to write the English term breathalyzer. Title. Edit box. Showing Braille keyboard. B R A T H A L Y C R. Breathalyzer. Keyboard hidden. In the note body, you write down the specifics. So, details about your client or your product, the ingredients and instructions for your recipe. I'm going to write the Spanish word, alcoholímetro. Note, edit box, showing Braille keyboard. A, L, 
C O H O L I M E T R O. Alphaholometro. Keyboard hidden. When you're done, tap save. Save button. Save. Breathalyzer. A to Z notes. Now we're back to the main screen, the grid, and you'll notice that the number associated with the letter B has changed. Capital A, notes, three, row one, column one, in grid, eight rows, three columns. Capital B, notes, five, column two. To look up an entry, tap the corresponding letter on the grid. A to Z notes. Navigate up, button, out of grid. Add capital B. The 12th of May, 2021, 38, in list. Best practices for. The 12th of June, 2022, 53. Bigamy. The date that you hear is when the entry was created. The 1st of November, 2021, 751. Blindfold. The 24th of April, 2021, 142. Breathalyzer. The 1st of January 2021, 128. Hui. Then tap the entry itself from the list. Another way to search for the entry is to use the search button in the top right corner of the main screen. Search button. Space. Edit box. Showing Braille keyboard. A. L. C. O. H. Oh, L. Submitting text. Alcohol. Keyboard hidden. The word you're searching for can be in the title or body of the note. A to Z notes. The 24th of April 2021, 142. In list. Breathalyzer. So if you've got recipes here, you can type an ingredient like spinach. And you'll find it even if the word spinach is not in the title. A third way to search is to simply tap show all. Show all button out of grid. A to Z notes. Navigate up button. In the bottom left corner of the main screen. Then scroll through the alphabetical list until you find what you want. The 12th of June, 2021-20. Adultery. The 12th of January, 2020-10 o'clock. Adverse childhood experiences aces. The 28th of December, 2027-53. Ammunition feeding device. The 12th of May, 2021-38. Best practices for. Thanks very much, Anna. And to close this week, we have the My Android Journey section, and it's from Farhan Ahmed. Hi, Farhan, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Where are you coming to us from this evening? I am from Pakistan. Uh, excellent. Whereabouts? It's a Sial code. Um, it's uh, it's a city in Punjab, oh, and uh, it's probably north of the country. Yeah. Uh, sorry, north of the province, and we are in the southern part of the country here. Uh-huh. And tell us about your Android journey. How long have you been using Android for? Yeah. Um, so I started my Android journey back in 2014 when I got my phone. Um, it was a Samsung Grand Prime. Um, I've used uh, Symbian phone all my life. I think, yeah, I, I always used Symbian phone. I never had a, a, another one, uh, you know, the simple phone. So in 2014, I got 
this phone and um, it was really exciting uh, because uh, you um, you were able to um, use you it, it, it was uh, it was empowerment uh, I, I will have to say um, I, I was able to use um, um, a lot of the apps whatsapp um, and you know all kinds of social media apps that I really wanted to use so uh, having that Android phone was a really uh, a fantastic thing. Um, so um, I learned uh, about Android devices from uh, a couple of my other friends who were using, you know, some of them were using Apple devices and some of them had Android devices. So I had a, a mixed experience, but I settled on the Android one due to its flexibility and its open uh, policy for you know in in so many aspects. So I used Android for um, almost a lot of the things, um, and uh, I was able to use that for you know listening to a lot of the stuff for class, and I was also able to use uh, you know that for for so many of the things that because it was 2014, so I can't really. Uh, really recall all of the stuff, um, and I and it was like Android four point four. Um, so in twenty sixteen, I was in the US and um, I was looking for a new device because I thought this is an old one. So I still I still have that phone, Warren Yumi Super, uh, that we bought uh, from China, and it was a real thing. It was Android six point I believe. It was. I think it was either six, six, or was it a new gad? I don't remember. But yeah, it, it was a. Um, <laughs> don't even go back to that, uh, Yumi. It, it was a good phone though uh, for its time. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, the screen is the screen is broken, so it's just lying there. Um, uh -huh. I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, the, and I also bought uh, an LCD from. China and it didn't work actually. It, uh, it they sent me a faulty LCD, so I have given up on that phone. Uh, but it's still lying in the dust actually. So come to forward to uh, yeah, I used Yumi Super for a couple of years, uh, like twenty seven, I think twenty part of the twenty eighteen, uh, and then I got um, a new phone uh, with the Xiaomi. Uh, I was introduced by again by Warren to to this one. It was Mi A1, and right now I'm using Xiaomi Mi A3, but I am planning on upgrading to uh, Samsung S21 Ultra uh, if my credit card company does uh, come into you know rescue for a little bit. So um, I believe this Android thing has provided uh, me with a lot of the independence that I needed. Um, uh, I am really excited uh, for the features that have, uh, you know, been implemented in Google Talkback. And, and then um, I also use uh, the Jishuo screen reader, commentary screen reader, which provides even more uh, options. Um, for example, I can use multi-finger gestures which are not available in my talk back at the moment um so it it, it has been a, a fantastic time i am really hoping that uh 
you know, the Microsoft Word and Excel, uh, you, we could use that just like I use that uh, in my laptop. Uh, then this Android phone will be my main hardware for um, everyday use. Um, I now use this device to, you know, for my class as well because I teach. I teach at in a government college university, so I use my phone um, when I need to read some notes. Um, and I mean, a lot, a lot of the uh, things, uh, small tasks that I really needed to complete. Uh, and it's really, really helping me along the way. And I'm really looking forward to the new updates and uh, new things coming in Android. That's great, Farhan. And just on G-Show as well, I don't know if you've heard on previous podcasts, Warren has been trying to stoutly defend TalkBack in the face of G-Show from Marion that every single week he ends up getting utterly schooled as uh, G-Show completely outclasses TalkBack in most of the things that uh, uh, they try to do when compared to each other. Isn't that right, Warren? My head just fell to the floor hearing that, you know, the uh, Jisho or Joshua, like uh, Austin called it one time. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> Don't go about poo-pooing my uh, talk back here. <laughs> but uh, wonderful story, Farhan. And really, I think that what really encourages me in your story is the fact that actually you find some use for this in class as a teacher. I think that's a fundamental story, very huge story, uh, most especially is if, if it affords for you to be able to do something like this as a blind teacher. I think this is really good. And this is one of the stories that, you know, we don't often hear how mm -hmm. Android is helping people, you know, accomplish certain tasks in their lives. And this is a very important story for me and I believe to every other person that's listening to this this is definitely encouraging and worth the mention. Thank you so much for giving us yeah, that and, beautiful Android journey story. And I really, really, really want, um, you know, really want to see, you know, this thing, you know, getting improved in terms of Microsoft Office or even Google Office for that matter, um, Google Docs or Google Sheet, uh, however you want to call it. Because uh, there, there are certain areas, I, I mean, it's, it's um, I would say it's like 60 percent you know it works and but i'm sure as things move along there are features they will be incorporating um but i don't know uh the, some developments uh are taking place really really slow but I'm, I'm really optimistic i am hoping that uh one day you know i i can dump my computer my laptop and i i, I wanted to buy a, a tablet i think i mentioned that to you once but um because I, you know, I, I you know, you know, my stand on on tablets, and you know, we were talking about this earlier on, just before the program, and I am not a tablet kind of guy, and I don't care who it is coming from. I'm just not into tablets. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't no, know. but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I was looking <laughs> for some uh, like I, I was because I my laptop was due uh, for upgrading, and I was looking for uh, you know some portable options. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to spend like five, six hundred dollars on a new computer, why not buy a tablet? But it uh, comes to mind that there are still some accessibility issues. Uh, for example, I needed to take attendance uh, of my students. And I, I know I can. If, if I really had the intentions, there are definitely ways 
for me to take attendance in my phone, in my tablet, but it becomes a little bit inconvenient uh, to do that. So um, this is one thing, this is one of the reasons I take my laptop in my class. And uh, there are like, um, like I have books uh, downloaded from Bookshare um, and it's, it's easier to navigate uh, those books with a laptop than a phone because y- you know that the, the, the navigation keys, the hotkeys, um, uh, because they're big, bigger files. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm sure uh, that, uh, you know, but these, these are some of the problems uh, that I had um, when, with, with the phone. But I think, you know, in coming times, the, these can be sorted. Now, the, uh, um, Farhan, could you, you know, could it be possible maybe you could use something like uh, you maybe one of those foldable keyboards uh, that might come in a little bit handy? And I'm kind of thinking about attendance that you're talking about, trying to take attendance of your students. You probably have it like in a spreadsheet format or whatever where you mark, you know, that a name is present or not and things like that. Uh, probably something like, um, a foldable keyboard, but I know the support is not very good. Um, however, though, I think Google Docs or Google uh, Spreadsheets is kind of becoming more and more accessible. And probably you should you should try doing that, maybe, or even an OTG cable and see how that goes. I do have a no, I, I, I agree with forehand because I, I was a teacher too for a long time, and um, it's it's not so much a matter of navigating the screen. It's more about some of the features, like it's hard to, you, you know, you still can't cut from, uh, I'm sorry, copy and paste from uh, a non-editable, non-editable text field. And so, like, if you're reading a book and you want to copy and paste some information for lecture notes, you can't do that. And then um, when taking attendance, it's uh, sometimes it's more about the way the interface works, and it just... The the keyboard for su- support for Android isn't all that robust, so it's no. doable, but it's much quicker on, on uh, Windows PC. Mm. So I, yeah. I really yeah. understand where he's coming from. And then you know uh, when like in Excel, like there's a feature in JAWS that you know you you can uh, assign uh, a header, like column headers and row headers that JAWS speaks when you move down. And um, that is a really, really important feature, in my opinion, uh, because you yeah. cannot really like press left arrow and see which the name is and then press right arrow and then put yeah. P or put A uh, in front of it. But um, still, uh, I I think Android really helps. Um, I, I thought about getting an iPhone, to be honest with you guys, but uh, it hurts. It hurts. Did, did you see. mention the, the I word... Um, maybe I should uh, terminate my friendship with you. And imagine that boy mentioning that thing on our Android podcast. Come on, man! No. It's, it's 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 too it's too. Uh, but I mean, the next the next part should explain why I didn't go for it. I'm just uh, kidding, bro. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> you you have you have all the liberty. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, it dis- it discourages to see the way, you know, that that thing works. And I cannot really stand restrictions. I'm not that kind of a person. I, I wanted to ins- I wanted to install whatever uh, app I want to install in my phone. And I wanted to do whatever because I, I paid for this, the, the, the device. And it's 
I understand the support and the the security, but I think we are uh, fine enough. We are, um, you know, we are good enough to know which what what works for us. So Android really provides you that kind of a liberty, and I'm really, really, really happy to be uh, among the users of Android. Well, thank you so much, Parhan. That was a wonderful story. And again, I hope though that somehow down the line, and you know, like you. I'm an optimist, and I believe that we're going to have all of these things that you're wanting and talking about, so you'd be able to use your device the way you want it to. And so we're looking forward to that, and I'm believing that one of these days that's going to be that story. You know, We're going to come back again and reflect on this and say, hey, you know, remember how we used to say how we wish we could do this? And like Anna was saying, you know, be able to copy portions of a book or sentences and be able to, you know, paste that without whatever. So I am sure we're going to be able to have all of these things, you know, coming down the line. So thank you so much for this story. And so, um, Austin, do you want to close this segment of the episode? I would like to thank our listeners for listening to the podcast. And if you want to contact us, then you can visit our website, blindandroidusers.com. You can give us feedback or comments. So if you have any questions, you can email it to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list, which is over 500 members now, by sending in an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io you can follow us on twitter by searching blind droid user on twitter and you can join our telegram group the link will be in the show notes and don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel we only need two subscribers to reach 100 so that is it thanks for listening and we'll see you next week on episode 21 we are getting close to episode 25 Perfect. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next week. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.